Welcome back to DQB Does, Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where I'm pretty sure we would all die in this situation. I don't see any of us passing up, picking up Emma Roberts on the side of the road. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. Actually, I don't pick up hitchhikers. She <laughs> wasn't hitchhiking. <laughs> she was just sitting there, and he was like, hey, you need a ride? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Dave. What up? This movie. Uh, <laughs> What's up? Uh, so we were continuing our trek through a 24 spooky movies uh, with the black coats daughter uh, from 2015. It's rated R. It's an hour and 33 minutes. Oh man. Slog. Yeah, it feels it feels longer than an hour and thirty three. Yeah, I hate to agree with you guys, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hate agreeing with you guys. <laughs> he just doesn't like too. being negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to like this a lot more than I did. I'm not gonna go through uh, how I normally do because it has uh, a weird uh, timeline thing going on like parallel timelines yeah it's first season of the witcher yeah basically um which was cool so you sort of have two stories happening at once one is the story from the past uh in which um you're using story very loosely there sir well it's a story it's just not (laughs) well padded out um yeah (laughs) there's there's the story of Catherine and rose uh, Kath- the story of Joan. Not hold on. <laughs> Just hold your horses, bud. I'm going to tell one, then then I'm going to tell how the other one fits in. Okay, so Catherine, Catherine, and Ro- yeah, you just put the microphone all the way over there. You don't need to talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story of Catherine and Rose. They go to an all-girls school. <laughs> Stop it, Dave. <laughs> the visuals of this joke are amazing. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta Unlike trust us. The visuals of this movie. Oh, so uh, so Catherine and Rose go to an all-girls school. They're coming up on the winter break, and or they're coming up on the spring break because it's in February. It's a weird break time to yeah. have like a week off, but whatever. Uh, it's like the week after Valentine's Day. Um, but it's somewhere in the Northeast. Uh, they're getting bad snow. Um, and these two girls end up being the last two at the school waiting for their parents to come get them. Um, Rose lied to her parents as to when she was supposed to get picked up so she could meet this boy that night, um, who she thinks got her pregnant. Um, and you don't know about Catherine. She has like a weird dream at the beginning of the movie. What like is something about her parents dying. Um, but it was a dream and no one's talked to her and everyone else is just like, yeah, they're, they'll be here. So, uh, they try to call them. They can't get a hold of them. Uh, so they end up having to stay. So then the caretakers of the, of the buildings have to like look over them while they're waiting for their parents to show up because they can't live there. Um, two nuns, the two nuns. Yeah. So then, uh, um, something weird is going on with Catherine, but you're not sure what it is. And, 
uh, it basically ends up that you think she's possessed and she ends up killing the two nuns and Rose and cutting their heads off and worshiping whatever is possessing her in the basement in the boiler room. Yeah. Yeah. And she ends up getting shot by this cop that shows up. Now this actually happens at the end of the movie. Uh, cause it runs these two storylines concurrent. Uh, the other story is about Joan, uh, was played by Emma Roberts and she appears to have just gotten out of a, uh, asylum or a hospital. Um, and she doesn't have money or anything. And she has like a couple of quick flashbacks that you end up tying into the end of the other story. Um, you find out that she's Catherine. Um, but she gets picked up by James Remar and, uh, uh, I don't know what the mom's name is. Uh, Lauren Holly. I know I recognized her, but I couldn't remember what her name was. Um, and they're going to where the school was and she's like, Oh shit, I'm, I'm going to the other place the place that's past that on the road that we're on. Um, and they're like kind of acting weird, but they're like, you find out that they're the dad's kind of religious. Um, and they are on their way to pay respects to their daughter that died nine years ago, which turns out to be Rose who Catherine killed. And they get to the, uh, the where the school is she pretends to be sick tells them to pull over the wife's freaking out uh she's like no not here not here and then's like whatever it's fine so they pull over and she kills them too and then she goes to the basement and takes their heads with with her and then that's basically the end of the movie because joan was cat because joan was catherine yep that's it. That's that's the whole plot. And I didn't actually skip over that much. Not really. No. Um, so I'm going to say my biggest complaint. Okay. <clears throat> uh, which is also a theory, I guess. Um, I primarily don't like this movie because they chose to tell it in two timelines. And I think the reason they chose to tell it in two timelines is because that's the only thing that made the movie interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Because like the kills aren't interesting. Like if we're talking about it in a horror movie perspective. Yeah. The kills aren't interesting. Um, There's no like tension built on them. Cause yeah. it's, it's literally like when Rose dies, she literally like goes to the bathroom. hears a couple of noises, walks down the hallway, opens the door, looks out, sees there's blood on the ground, starts to get scared, turns around and gets stabbed. And then she's dead. It doesn't build it. And, and she doesn't like run away. Nothing yeah. really happens with it. Yeah. And then it doesn't really do anything with interesting with the, the nuns deaths, like their, uh, like she says some gnarly shit to them 
and they send Rose away to do something and then to shovel the to shovel snow. the snow yeah. and then she can't get back in the building so she just goes back to her dorm and like then the the uh the what the fuck is the guy's name Gordon Oh yeah the headmaster, headmaster. yeah the headmaster comes shows up with a cop and they find the dead bodies but then they go through that scene twice for some reason it's slightly different perspective yeah because it was the only thing to make that scene interesting yeah and then yeah and then gordon just like disappears he's not like hey the cop's not like hey i gotta go take you can't come with me i gotta take care of this he doesn't call for backup it shows nothing about this cop so the cop's just kind of there he's just kind of there to shoot her that's all he's there for you don't know why he's there to begin with like it doesn't it's not like yeah her parents really are dead and we brought this cop to tell her or anything like that it doesn't do any of that yeah i i assume that's like that is the assumption right to sure. be made because it's really like why else would he be why else would the headmaster show up with the cop right but like they don't say anything and like he doesn't say anything to gordon he has like no lines until like the end when they go when he goes down there and shoots her and he like wings her and then, the, but like, and the, the deaths for Remar and, uh, and Lauren, the only reason those have any tension at all is because it literally is right after the twist where, well, the twist that you knew the whole movie, because it's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, yeah. That was the other thing too, was like, were we not supposed to put it together in like the first 20 minutes? Yeah. As soon as like, like when it flashes yeah. to Joan, yeah. like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I want to talk about what I liked about this movie. Sure. Before we go into, I mean, you guys are already. Yeah, no, shit we're already shitting on it. Um, I like the mood of this movie. Yeah, it is very yes. bleak. It feels very bleak, very cold. Yes. It's like Clayton nailed it last week saying it's a very cold movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like that. There's like that kind of feeling of like isolation in some spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as well done as the shining. No, but, no, uh, not, no. uh, th- I like that a lot. Um, there was some decent, I felt like there was some decent tension that was kind of cool. I do agree that like the twist was kind of like, I kind of saw that. Yeah. A mile away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't hate the movie, but like I wanted to like it more. Yeah, yeah. So I like, really wanted to like it. It has good bones. Yeah, but like, there's not any meat. There's yeah. there's a lot of good stuff and potentially good stuff to the movie. Yeah, like I have good stuff to talk about the movie. Yeah. So, like the the overall story of the movie is is there. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting and it makes the, the idea of possession, <clears throat> the idea of a possession story, it does have like a sort of twist on it, which like we have seen, maybe it's because we've seen 15 seasons of Supernatural, but <laughs> <laughs> you guys, have. yeah, we have, Shane and I have, um, so like there, it does have like a good viable idea, but that's, that's it, like this movie, like I probably feel about this movie the way that Shane felt about the ghost story or about a ghost story because I feel like they had an idea and 
then they tried to present the idea and they, I'm assuming didn't have a budget. So I can't find a budget for this movie. Yeah. Like I, I, I searched cause I was like, this has to be like a $40,000 budget. Yeah. And $10,000 went to Emma and $10,000 went to Remar. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, or they just did it as like a passion project. Cause this is very like you read the script and you're like, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, you're like, where are the rest of the 25 pages? Yeah. But it's it, a good outline. Yeah. No, this is what we're, this is the shooting script. (laughs) What? This is the screenplay. (laughs) I also kind of like, cause like there's that part where they have like the exorcism of her. Yeah. So like the demon is theoretically, she's not possessed. Yeah. At the end of the movie. Yeah. But she's still doing that because she misses, misses the demon. Misses the demon because she's lonely. Yeah. Beautiful idea. Yeah. I love the idea. That's cool. Like there are ass like I can understand someone loving this movie. I did just not. needed more in it. Like I needed like some scares and like more of the possession stuff and the twist needed to be taken better care of. Like don't give us those flashbacks as to what happened. This the you know the uh the gunshot wound is enough her taking off the bracelet is enough, like all that stuff. But they had a bunch of flashbacks that were literally scenes from the movie from the other timeline. Yeah. And we didn't need that to, to, you know, if you're trying to figure out what the twist is or even like that there is a twist, right? Yeah. So like, I feel like they spoon fed the twist and like that really hurt the movie. And, um, but you, there needed to be more creepy shit because, like, there were a couple of creepy Agreed. scenes that were like pretty fucking creepy. Oh yeah, and some of the dialogue fantastically fucking creepy. Yeah, the acting was good. Was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like top tier acting, I think, from pretty much everyone involved. Right. Except, we'll talk about Remar's character in a minute, but. Yeah, he came across like creepy. The girls like all did fantastic. Mm-hmm. I also liked Lauren Holly in it. Yeah. Like her being like kind of like the, the bitter mother of a murdered child is like, she did that very well. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like, you know, the, there's like a couple of the scenes where you see that like fucking, Catherine is possessed and you're like, Whoa, fuck shit's going down. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, you're like, Oh yeah, shit's going to happen. And then like another, like 30 minutes later, something finally happens. You're like, Jesus Christ, this is only an hour and a half movie. What is it going on? Uh, yeah. And why, why we're there? Like I didn't care for the sound design of the movie. It sounded like shit. Um, well, not only that, but like you can build tension with the music, which a lot of, which is kind of what I felt like they were trying to do. And that, that is like a staple in like horror. Mm -hmm. And, but a lot of the times the absence of the sound design is more yeah terrifying they were and going ham with dude i felt like the whoever 
like the orchestra or whatever they used like was in the room with us and like wanted us to pay more attention to it than the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was not into the sound design at all. Yeah. And so like that, that bothered me a lot. And I, my score will reflect me deducting a lot of points specifically for the sound design. Also like the end where the fucking cop is all like weird robot voiced. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that that was was fucking weird. Like yeah, the the vocal, the uh, sound design on the voices and stuff, I thought were pretty good. Except for that part. Uh, except for that part, and but the part where uh, Kieran says like uh, something, 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 cunt. Yes. When she says cunt, and you hear that second voice come in under it, yes. like that was done so beautifully well. Like yeah, there's so that. many parts of the movie that I was like. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, this is almost there. Yeah. And instead of all of this in-between stuff leading to the parts that are awesome, like actually building or even subverting or even like any absence of could have helped. Like, I feel like this movie would play so much better if there was almost just no like music, no music, no, no, no fucking static everywhere. Yeah. No fucking static. No, none of the, none of the sound effects. Like it would almost play better if the sound effects were just turned off. Yeah. Um, cause that drove me fucking nuts. The whole movie. Just like, yeah, like, like what the fuck is happening? Infrasound works because I can't hear it. Yeah. Like I can hear it. I, well, I, I can't hear it. I feel it. Right. And it's negative 20 decibels. Like it, this, they did all the opposite stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus 20 decibels. Like, yeah. Or Hertz or I don't, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. It's Hertz. 20 Hertz. Yeah. Do you want a Hertz donut? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> hurts don't it but so like uh, so like the sound design drove me nuts because it's the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do yeah it was taking away instead of adding yeah. by adding too much <laughs> yeah 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 all this stuff i don't disagree on i wanted to like this more <laughs> i i i thought I I had no idea about the movie beforehand. I like we didn't watch a trailer. We didn't like yeah. read a synopsis. I didn't look anything up. That's I usually what I remember do. Remember it coming out. Yeah. I that's what I try to do. Is I don't really try to watch or look up much. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? And for a long time, it was just like nothing. And then it was like, oh, she's possessed. Cool. Yeah. Oh, she killed a couple people. Well, okay. So like I said, I couldn't find the budget, but the worldwide gross for the movie was thirty-eight thousand. Woo! Whoa! Not great. Yeah, more than I have, but not great. Yeah. Wow. But um, and then James Ramar, uh, who I love, um, in pretty much everything, uh was real weird in this. He was great in Aliens. <laughs> he was great in Aliens. <laughs> the back of his head. <clears throat> um but so he he was really weird in this and like the scene where he like goes to check on her 
in the hotel room and Emma Roberts is in a towel doesn't make sense because he's either a creeper or he's like a man of God or he's like a man of God and a creeper, which happens more often than it should. Yeah. Um, but there's no, there is, and I'll tell you, but what? finish. Okay. So there's no like, uh, ultimate decision for him on what, uh, how I'm supposed to feel about his character. Unless I missed something. You didn't miss anything. They missed something. <laughs> Because we already know who she was. So you're not supposed to like suspect her of anything. Yeah. But we already knew that she was Catherine and, and that she probably killed Rose and that this had something to do with whatever's going on. Right. Yeah. So I think this is hypothetical or a theory, but I'm pretty sure this is what is supposed to happen. You're supposed to think that he's a creeper yeah. until later. And that's why, and that's, it's supposed to build tension that way. And then when they go to dinner and she goes to the bathroom and comes back and there's the cop and she like looks at the knives mm-hmm. and she takes a knife. You think you're supposed to think that she's going to have to defend herself against him. Oh, Oh, Okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But we already knew that she was the bad guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it didn't fucking matter. Yeah. It was supposed to support the twist. But okay. it doesn't because it already fucked the twist up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think I think that's why that is set up that way. Yeah. But it like already messed up. So then it up. that so like if he's not a creeper though. So like that even creates more of an issue with that scene because if he's not a creeper, he doesn't even like offer to like wait a minute or like come back after she's dressed. Yeah, I like, think he just picked this girl up and then like yeah. goes into her hotel room after she gets out of the shower. Yeah. Like when she lets him in, but like even so if you're not supposed to know the twist at this point, yeah, then it's, like it's not a well-written scene. It's, yeah. It doesn't make any sense because she lets him in and isn't weird about letting him in. Yeah. But he's also not weird about coming in. So like the characters are wrong. Yeah. Like in the scene. Yeah. Like her character's right, but I guess his character's wrong. Yeah. Cause it's over exaggerating. Yeah. It's over exaggerating to sell the, the twist. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what's going. I think I, that's yeah, what's going I feel on. like that's probably right. I found a way to fix the movie. How's that? Hair dye. a more recent hair dye so she doesn't have her roots showing so that we're not immediately supposed to understand that she's Catherine. yeah 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 i'd have been like oh hey that's a different girl it's not yeah yeah but also don't we get the uh photo id flashback to the nurse before yeah okay yeah it's it they 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 like fucking torpedoed their own twist before a scene that is supposed to support the twist. And I'm yeah. like, whoa, what is going on? I thought this, but now this is weird. And then I was like, oh no, that was just, that was a fake out. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Which just makes that scene like kind of unenjoyable. Cause you're not like, Oh dude, this guy, 
she's gonna have to stab him. Yeah, but and no, then, she wants to stab him because she's insane. Yeah, because of the <laughs> she devil wants to sacrifice them to the devil. Yeah, uh, or a demon. I don't. Whatever. It doesn't she make says sense. Hell, she says hell Satan. It, yeah, she does say hell Satan. Well, should could still be a, just a demon. It never makes sense for Satan to possess someone. That's true. Like it, that. That always drives me nuts. This He's is another lazy. reason I don't like the movie because it relies on Christian Christian mythology. But it doesn't make sense for Satan to possess someone. It makes sense for demons to possess someone. But like the Satan possession thing is weird. Like. He wouldn't Fair. just be working on one single person. It's true. Like, also, he's he a would, lazy bitch. Yeah. Get that Satan. <laughs> if it is Satan in this, then yes. So like, I don't know, but they don't, they don't specify either way. So like, that's okay. Cause they didn't like specify other than like, I guess her saying hell Satan. But if she's like in love with this demon possessing her, she would still probably say hell Satan. It's true. But maybe she meant Santa. He does have like a Baphomet shadow. So, uh, but they could all look like that in this guy's head, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, but as far as things that I liked about the movie, like I do like the overall idea that she like misses being possessed and like the, the scene at the end is, is a little, little heart wrenching if you like love the idea. So like there, I don't know. There's stuff here. It's just not, enough or yeah. elaborated on oh my other complaint was uh it wasn't it it would have been more satisfying with uh the parents death if they would have put together or figured out somehow that she was Catherine who killed their daughter mm-hmm. and like i was expecting something of that because that would have been like some fucking tension like yeah she like says something or he puts together the bullet wound or like something. Yeah. And then she kills them Yep. as they're like figuring it out or, and instead they're just like bloody da da. Or if they had gotten to Bramford and gone up to the fucking, the, the little shrine that's in front of the building. Yeah. And then she says something and they're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted yeah. it to be better. She smelled pretty. Oh, we 100% were not supposed to put it together early in the, the movie. Because it's listed as a mystery. <laughs> we're just so smart. No, it's <laughs> just a very poorly put together mystery. No, we are smart, Shane. Okay. We are smart boys who need to start a mystery detective agency. Okay. I want to be the dog. <laughs> I'm laughing even harder at the at the realization that the like... The 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 not putting together its two timelines was the red herring. Yeah. Uh, are you are we ready for the fucking corner? Uh, yeah, I think so. When do we, we want to do emails? Uh, fucking during corner? ratings. Yeah, during ratings. Okay. Trivia corner. Let's go down to the the Satan worshiping trivia corner. Yeah, you want to go down to the Satan corner? Yeah, let's go to the boiler room. Yes, you go to the boiler room with me? The boiler room of trivia. Welcome to the boiler room of trivia. Sail Satan. But Satan, use a bitch. Mm, fight me. Hail Satan! Santanus! Alright, welcome to the boiler room of trivia. 
Yay! Or the point of this boiler room <laughs> is for you to say. Ooh, neat. Whoa. Whoa. That didn't even hurt. Good nice. for you, buddy. All right. Ready for some hot, hot trivia? Yeah. Yeah. Like hell. <laughs> hot like heck indeed. Um, uh, the week all of Emma Roberts' outdoor scenes were filmed was the coldest weather in recorded history in Canada's capital city. Woo. Canada's cold as shit. Yeah. Can be. Yeah. Uh, the Bramford is also the name of the notorious apartment building in Ira Levin's novel and the film Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Uh, which Guy and Rosemary move into. Ooh. Neat. Is that Batman? No. I think it's Batman. I think it's a demon. Demon Batman? Yeah. The uh, Father. What? Or the Batfather? The I don't Batfather. remember. Uh, took nearly 17 months to get an official USA release by A24 after playing at numerous film festivals. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, director Mike Flanagan uh, lists this as a favorite horror movie of his, according to Screen Rant. Mm, uh, what? It's artsy enough. I get it. You got to think these guys in the industry too don't like critique each other the way. <laughs> yeah, they're not like this movie sucks, man. Yeah, you, like you fucking like, suck. Stephen King endorsed Twilight, so <laughs> or at least Stephanie Meyer. Fart sounds. Yep. Uh, initially titled February, after the month of the year in which the story takes place. Okay. It, oh, is, it is dreary like February. Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, when Emma Roberts read the script for the film, she couldn't sleep afterwards because it scared her so much. Those are, those, those are, that's bullshit. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> Either that or she's weak. She was having nightmares over signing up for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's do a couple and then we'll do some spoilers. Okay. Uh, began filming at the end of February in 2015 in Crumpteville, Ontario, uh, Canada, at the University of Gulp. <laughs> Gulp. Crumpteville uh, Architect. Uh, Agri- Agricultural. Jesus. I'm going to read the whole thing again. University of Glumpful. Crumpteville Agricultural Campus. Oh my God. What a mouthful. Yep. I always love reading ones with the <laughs> fuck shit up. Um, the book, which Father Brian has in his exorcism kit, is neither a Bible nor the exorcism ritual, but the imitation of Christ by Thomas A. Kempis. Hmm. Okay. Let's do some spoilers. There's two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't think there'd be a ton of uh, body count. Not the sweet ass band. Oh, uh, is eight. <laughs> uh, Rose, uh, Rose's parents, Linda and Bill, uh, Miss Prescott and Mrs. Drake, uh, uh, Kate's parents, off screen, uh, and Joan Marsh, off screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as the twist in the film is that Joan and Kate are the same person 
at a different age, nine years apart. After escaping the asylum, Kat killed a woman off screen and stole her identification info to use as an alias, which was Joan Marsh. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> and then the other spoiler. Softest twist ever. Joan is the same character as Kat nine years in the future. <laughs> That's a... Sp- <laughs> That's not trivia. That's <laughs> ooh neat. Uh, <laughs> you did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like Batman. Uh, ooh. God damn! I got scared and hard. That's awesome. Yeah, that's all I had for Dave's boiler room of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> No budget. <laughs> nope. Dave's boiler room of trivia. Like, oh, neat. <laughs> like, I'm just so curious about the budget. Cause like, if, if I knew the budget, like I could excuse like some stuff about the movie. Nah, fuck them. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. All right, let's rate it. Actually, let's do let's do the let's do the uh, email first. The email, yeah, right. we got an email. We have an email, uh, yeah, yeah. Clayton sent us an email, yeah, um, which we always appreciate. Thank you, Clayton. Yes. Thank you, Clayton. For what I'm about to read, I also apologize for how harsh we have been on the movie. Um, <laughs> so we just aren't art house boys, I guess, I, dude. I don't know. Like sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. I don't know. Not. It's very dependent on the movie. Yeah, if it's actually good or not. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I barely have a house. I'm supposed to be an art house boy. Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's a house of the dead, right? Damn right. Uh, The house of the dead. In this house. Insert more quarters. Um. Fucking god dang it. I'm so mad I spent 20 minutes fast forwarding through Skin of Marink. Um, <laughs> I watched all of it. I do. I applaud you, Dave. Applaud you. Um, all right. So Clayton emailed us. Uh, he said, Don't read until you watch Black Coat's Daughter for a very good reason, um, which we didn't. Yep. I read it today. Um, so Clayton writes, Hey, biatches. What's <laughs> up, <Sup>, girl? <laughs> he says, I bought the Black Coat's Daughter the second it dropped on home video because I had heard great things when it was on the festival circuit. I loved the lead actresses and was really curious what Anthony Perkins' son would give us in a horror film. I honestly can't remember if I loved it the first time, but I know I liked it, and it definitely stuck with me. Between then and now, it has become one of my favorite horror films of all time. Easily top 10. It plays excellent. It plays excellently upon a rewatch. I find it more and more rewarding each time. And I watch this at least twice a year and I'm covering it myself in February. I love how it feels so tangibly cold. Agreed that you can watch this in the summer and it drops 10 degrees somehow. I love how bleak it is. I think the three lead performances are phenomenal. Kieran, Kieran, Shipka's Catherine is extremely unsettling and creepy. Lucy Boynton's Rose is beautiful and enigmatic. 
and Emma Roberts as Joan is both terrifying and completely heartbreaking. I love the way the story is laid out. It never gets old and I appreciate it more each time. It's lean, mean, and genuinely scary. I especially appreciate how under I especially appreciate how understated the exorcism scene plays out. It really grounds it in the reality of what has happened. Emma Roberts's anguished cries in the final scene when she realizes she's utterly alone and has to live with what she's done forever haunts me for days after viewing. Anthony Perkins delivered what I consider to be a modern masterpiece, and I hope one day I can see it on the big screen with a crowd of horror fans. Clayton's rating for The Black Coat's Daughter is a 10 out of 10. Whew. Wow. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's weird to me, too, like how much of the same page like Clayton and I are on as far as like the things we do appreciate about the movie versus his rating and what I'm going to rate it. Yeah. So that's interesting. But uh, Clayton also wanted to drop a couple of thoughts about other stuff. ratings on the other things that we've done. Cause yep. he, he did kind of play a part in our picks this month. Yeah. Um, so my other email from him is hello boys. Since I'm somewhat responsible for this month's lineup, I felt I should weigh in on these episodes. Mm. I'll just share one thought on talk to me and then get into green room. I thought talk to me was amazing until it wasn't. I think the first half or so is stellar, but once the party where the brother fucks his shit up, fucks his shit all up happens hell even though even through the foot sucking sequence i'll give it that but once it moves away into following just the main girl alone it falls into being an extremely predictable thing we've seen a million times and done better upon future rewatches i think i'll just turn the movie off once it gets once it shifts gears (laughs) fair uh green room isn't something I watch every year or anything, but I quite enjoy it. Maybe enjoy isn't the best word. Appreciate it. I'll go with that. Seeing Anton is extremely sad still, but he's great in the role. Everyone is. They all feel extremely real, which is why the cruel brutality hits all the harder when it comes and rarely lets up. I love that our de facto co-lead played by Imogen Poots, the actress with the most hilarious name working in the business, <laughs> is basically a Nazi, albeit on the lighter end of the Nazi spectrum, I suppose. It's uncomfortable to watch, and it's very mean, which I greatly love in my horror thriller films. That scene where Anton is getting his arm chopped, holy fuck, it's a movie that sticks with you, and I hope that if y'all didn't love it, that you're at least... Glad you watched it. I think it's a unique, nasty little thriller, and seeing this in theaters must have been fucking nuts. Uh, Clayton's ratings for the green room, and or Clayton's rating for Talk to Me was a six point five out of ten, and his rating for the green room was a nine out of ten. I think those pretty well aligned with what we said. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I gave Talk to Me less, but I think you did too. Yeah. But yeah, I we're gonna rate it now. Um, rate uh, Black Coast Daughter now. Uh, I do agree with Clayton on a couple things there, but the movie is not good. It's empty, and not in like a way that m- makes it get like drives its point across. So like that's the thing that I feel like um, 
I feel like some people put uh, meaning on things when there isn't any, which might be like an art interpretation kind of thing. But yeah, um, and it's definitely a subjective thing, but it it's kind of weird to me when like sometimes people draw things out of things like seemingly out of thin air. So like this, this movie is very bleak, but it also just doesn't drive home the point of it being scary. Like there are a couple of creepy scenes that we talked about and it's just not enough to make it a scary movie. It's just like this movie has, it's, it's very cold feeling and uh, bleak until there's 30 seconds of scare and then that's it. And so there's just not enough there for me to like enjoy this as a horror movie. So I'm going to give it a five because like we said, the, the, the actresses did a really good job. I think Remar did a good job with what he was given. Um, But I think that, the the twist was fucked and it really messed up like his biggest scene um and the sound design was terrible uh so it just like that, that those things really fucked this movie up for me so i'm going to give it a 5 russell um yeah uh so like i said like it's weird to me like cuz cuz i do agree with every pretty much everything that like Clayton wrote in on as far as like the pluses of the movie, yeah. I agree with. Um, so, and I do, I do think it's very interesting and the, the feeling of coldness does like unsettle you a little. And there is some, I think the reason I'm so hard on this movie is because of how many things there are in the movie that I did enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. But overall I didn't find the movie enjoyable or evoking or, like, and, and I love the idea because he does, he hits it, he hits the nail on the head in the email with like kind of the point being that she realizes at the end that the demon has moved on and she hasn't, and yeah. she does have to continue living with what she has done without the exoneration of the demon possessing her and giving her those, those feelings of fulfillment. And I love that idea. It's such a beautiful idea to pair with so many things, whether Mm -hmm. it be uh, addiction on some level or whether it be just like losing everything else in your life and like having that one thing that you latch onto that is then gone. But there isn't, there just isn't enough here in the movie for it to feel like a full movie. Like I didn't, I didn't have any like, and I mean, that that's something to say too. like the movie making me feel empty after watching it, like does parallel well with her having that feeling at the end of the movie. But I also couldn't engage with the movie in a large part due to the sound design, which I'm deducting two two whole points just for the music uh, and the way it like flows with the movie and doesn't flow with the movie. Yeah. Um, and so, but the, the performance, the performances were stellar. Uh, 
I don't like the way the the story is laid out. I don't like the way the movie is formatted. Mm-hmm. Well, not formatted like technically, but the way the story is formatted into a film. Um, and we, you know, we hit on that a lot with it being like the twist being ruined too early, and them not like protecting the twist enough. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it, it does actually, it bothers me that I don't like this movie. It bothers me that this movie was not done to a different standard or, like, well, I guess. Um, yeah. So, but, I mean, ultimately, I will give the movie a six uh, because of how many things are in the movie that I enjoy about it. But I don't enjoy. I don't think the movie is done very well overall. Okay, and I'll shut up now. Okay, <laughs> Dave. I wish I could appreciate this movie like Clayton and everyone else. Yeah, did love this movie. Um, I wanted to like it a lot, and I just didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I really do like Russell talked about it like that scene with you know the exorcism the demon leaving her and that's super cool um, and like the cold the whole coldness of the movie mm. the whole vibe and mood is really cool but other than that just was not into it yeah I don't know if I'm an art guy <laughs> I don't know if I could do art movies yeah I'm gonna give it a six though Okay. Like I wanted to like it so much. Yeah, and there's something there. It's just not enough. Exactly. Yeah. I feel yeah. you, man. Um, don't feel too bad about not liking it. Uh for the most part, our ratings are pretty close with most of everything I've seen online. Yeah. There are like some hardcore fans. Um, and I understand that because like the movie does resonate on some level. Sure. I love following the crowd, so I'm glad. That made me feel good. <laughs> yeah well it's not like it's not as confusing as the killing of a sacred deer <laughs> where we were or just raging like bull. no or raging bull uh, god the movie's so bad I was mad I watched that yeah I kind of don't want to watch Taxi Driver now because of it I'm worried that's bad too I've not seen Taxi Driver since that, I was young I was much younger oh, yeah. I haven't watched it recently alright well, that's going to do it for this episode of DQB Does, where we talked about the Black Coat's daughter. Next week, we will be watching what, Russell? Next week, next week, boys, we all get to climax together. Hell yeah. The oh. movie's called Climax. Oh, yeah. Not me, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not going to be here. I will not. Unfortunately, will not be able to make it. Uh, my grandparents are having their 65th wedding oh, yeah. anniversary dinner that night. Okay. I feel like I should go to that. Fine. That's, I mean, that's kind of, you know. But I'll write. You'll write in. Yeah. yeah. I'll okay. write in. Let us know. All right. I will. I'm going to yell at you for how much I hate this movie. I, I that's don't what know. everybody keeps telling me that I'm going to hate this movie. The more I think about it, the more I don't know. Okay. Because there's a couple of spots in there that. Remind me of shit that you like a lot. All right. We'll Specific, see. Specifically a scene from a movie you like a lot. Okay. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on all your social media by searching Drafty Quarters Productions. Like, subscribe, follow us, hit the bell, watch the thing, share it with everyone you know. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, searching the same thing. You can subscribe for $1 a month. $1! $1! I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> uh, and you can get all of our uh, back catalog that is no longer up on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple uh, uh, Podcasts, all that stuff. Um but uh, there's also some episodes of uh, shows that are not up on anything other than our Patreon. So you can check that out. If we get to a thousand subscribers, we will have uh, semi-naughty pictures of Dave released. Um, and he's not any of our ex-girlfriends, so it won't be covered under those new under those laws. Um, not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> It is not revenge porn. It's not porn. He's not going to be naked. Yet. For $2,000. For 2,000 subscribers. 10,000. We'll put it at 10,000. 10,000. You get dick pics if you want them. If you you consent and (laughs) sign. Only if you consent and give me several written forms. Several written forms. Triplicate. uh, Notarized. um, He'll send you a dick pic. Uh, You got to remember 1,000 subscribers, Dave. Because you say a thousand dollars, and at some point, one person is going to drop a thousand dollars. Yeah, and, and then, then you got to do it. Oh no! Well, we and they're thousand, only going to do it once. Thousand subscribers. A thousand subscribers. A thousand subscribers. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll release your pictures over a six-month period. Yeah. Like, we got to keep those thousand subscribers for six months. Yeah. It's true. Keep we're, them on the edge. We're, we're do that Amazon. <laughs> keep them from reaching <laughs> climax. climax. Oh. Ah. Which is the name of the movie that we're doing next week? Yeah. Um, but anyway, you can our our Amazon wish list is in the show notes. So uh, we appreciate your guys' support, uh, both on our Patreon and buying stuff for us on our our wish list. Dope. Um, we have we gotten a couple it. things. I am talking on two of the things right now a uh the sm7b microphone and the uh the mic arm that doesn't make any noise when i move it around it doesn't like this table very much but that's okay it's beautiful anyway um anyway have a wonderful time goodbye bye i'm just sad you'll miss my performance (laughs) 